And I'm Genevieve. Welcome to Let's Adult, the podcast designed to ask the question, are we adulting yet? Join us every Tuesday where we will be discussing the trials and tribulations of adulting in the modern world. We will be sharing our personal stories of all those not-so-cute messes we've made along the way. You can find us streaming now on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. The thrill of Black Friday hunt is over. You have found the perfect gift during Cyber Monday, and hopefully you took our advice and shopped at your local mom-and-pop stores. This is not going to be another negative episode about holiday traditions or racking up credit card debts. Instead, we hope to ground you a bit and give you permission to not be perfect this holiday season. It's 2020, and if this year has shown us anything, it's that we can be flexible. This is the start fresh year we have all been praying for. We can start new traditions with new, more reasonable expectations around gift giving and receiving. We can prioritize what we love about this season and get rid of what makes us all a bit crazy. So before we dive into our personal stories and most likely tangents, uh, <laughs> here, here. <laughs> we're going to do our best to stick to our usual uh, structure and do our gifting to-do list. If you ask us, the point of gift giving is knowing that you were thought of. Uh, when you receive that perfect gift, it just tells us that that person really knows us on an authentic level, on a really deep personal level. And not just that, but that the gifter thought of us enough to take the time to find it or my personal favorite, make it. So our very first item on our gifting to-do list is gift experiences, not things. This is my favorite. Yes, yeah, me, yeah. me too. And this kind of goes into to the question of, um, or helps to answer the question, I guess, of what do you get someone who already has everything? Yes, pedicures. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) It's true though, especially things Mm -hmm. that are those replenishing type items. You know, we've Mm -hmm. got to continually get pedicures, continually get coffee in my, for me at least, you know, you could never get me too much coffee. Right. Especially regionally, regional things. Uh, my, My older sister lives up in Portland and I love it. When she sends me things from Portland or from Oregon, or yeah. if somebody travels somewhere and they're like, this is this amazing olive oil from Greece. I just feel like I'm the most important person in the world because, or in the world, because this person went to Greece and thought of me and brought me back olive oil. Yeah. And again, it goes back to the experience, right? You kind of feel yeah. like you were there or you had a little piece of a, that adventure. Wow. I kind of went on a different tangent there, didn't I? Or a different thought process. <laughs> No, that was good. That was good. I just really want to travel. I, well, yeah, I think I, we're all, all I of our minds are of right here. there. Yeah. I want to get on a plane and go somewhere. But anyway, okay, back to experiences. Yes, I. this is one of my favorite things uh, to receive and to give. I started a tradition a couple of years ago to try and cut back on stuff by requesting from my family members and friends that if they were to give me something, that it would be something we could do together or an experience of some sort. Yeah, gift experiences, not things, is is the top of our list because it's also our most favorite thing on the list. Yes, absolutely. And so I don't have personal experience with this, but I know we've had many conversations um, around this. I think there's really nothing more adult than playing Santa um, for your kids because let's face it, Christmas is all about that kind of experience. And it does tend to be more of a childhood memory than an adult memory, but we'll go into more detail about 
our holiday traditions and what makes the holidays and adulting. But uh, for right now, for to me, playing Santa and giving your children that experience is the epitome of adulting. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And I think that's why gift giving is so much fun. And I also feel like that's maybe why gifts are sometimes not there. There isn't as much thought into gifts as there could be, because the point maybe is to give as much as possible because it feels so good to give things when you're sitting in front of the Christmas tree and there are these piles and piles of beautifully wrapped presents and your kids start ripping into them and they're getting excited and there's all this energy around it. It really doesn't matter what you're giving them because it's so exciting to see what's happening. It's the flip side of that, that I try to think of is like, is this Lego set going to end up under somebody's bed? Like, is anybody going to (laughs) care? Or piercing the bottom of your foot at four in the morning as you make your way to the coffee pot. I actually got my children these, I don't know if you remember these or not, but they're these glass, um, I want to say they're like a, like a curly cute, one of those funky straws. Do you remember the straws that were kind of curly Mm -hmm. and, but it's glass, it's a sealed glass and it has colorful water in the bottom and you put your hand on it. And as your hand warms up the water, it like siphons itself up into the curly cue part. Do you know what I'm talking Ah. about? Yeah. I had this as a kid and I thought they were the most exciting thing on the planet. (laughs) So it's easily entertained, I think. And I have been thinking about those for years and I happened to find them at our local um, hardware store. So I bought my children these things. And by children, I mean young adults in college. Yeah, they're adults now of their own right, right, I suppose. They're going to give (laughs) two fucks about these glass things. (laughs) I really bought these for me. I did did the rule that we, I broke the rule, which is don't buy things for Mm -hmm. yourself and give them to other people. But it was just this nostalgia and I don't know, I got wrapped up in it. And I know for a fact that when they're sitting there unwrapping these things, they're going to look at me like, what the fuck is this mom? I asked for Uggs and I'm going to, that's partly their age though. That's just the young adult. Like you're still kind of in that, um, I gave you a list, stick to the list kind of a mentality, right? Like you're, what is the Harry Potter scene when he's like asking how many presents there are and dad's telling him 34, you know, last year there were 35 or 36, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. I think in the young 20s and and kind of like the really young adulting, you're 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 still in that gimme 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 what'd you get, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a a mode. So I don't know. Like if you gave me one of those, I would ap- <laughs> I would appreciate the nostalgia right. of it. I, but, and I think I don't you know. know if that's an age thing. Like if I've gone into that I know there's a there's a certain there was a moment in my life where nostalgia became really important to me. I went into Hot Topic when I was, I don't know, 25, 26 years old. And I remember being really, really upset because they had a bunch of things from my childhood in there that the younger kids at the time didn't, didn't understand the reference. Like they didn't understand. Mm -hmm. They didn't, they weren't watching what we were watching in the nineties. You don't even know the My Little Pony theme song. Why the hell are you so excited about a My Little Pony t-shirt? Right. And I just like I remember looking yeah. at them and thinking, you posers. And then I went into my early 30s and I looked back and I was like, oh, we should share this with everyone. Like I'm so Aww. excited that people know what my little pony is. And my childhood is being reborn and these kids get to 
get to experience it. And I'm really excited about that. But there was this yeah. moment where I was like, I was angry that I had to share it with them. Well, because they didn't appreciate they didn't it. Appreciate yeah. It. Which is still, which is still kind of true. I mean, I I walk through Target and some of the other big box kind of stores that have those fifteen dollars t shirts with a bunch of really great eighties and nineties baby references, and you know that more than half of these kids buying those t shirts have no idea what that actually right. is. I mean, they know that it's a TV show, or they know that it's a toy, mm-hmm. or they know, you know, kind of its genre, but I highly doubt I would put money on the fact that they did not sit down and and watch like an entire season of Rocco's Modern Life. I mean that's my, you know, 90s baby right. thing. So right. yeah, it is a little frustrating watching them walk through and I'm like you don't even know who Heifer is, okay? He's the best character. Right. Get out of and here. I'm sure that our parents did the same thing. Yeah. Every generation does this. You know, this is like this is mine. We made this. This was for us and you can't have it. Where I'm at right now is that now I want to share that with my kids. And they're in the age group where they don't fucking care. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> so you want to, and it's it. They don't no, care. No. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that was that was my well, fun little tangent about playing Santa. I I love playing Santa. In our household, Santa brings the stockings, and then the people bring the gifts that are under the tree. Playing Santa and filling those stockings is literally my favorite thing to do throughout the whole year. It is just, stockings are the best. They're the best. I would, I have to agree with you. Stockings are one of my Mm -hmm. favorite. Um, They always have the better gifts in them, at least, you know, now as an adult, I see it that way. Of course, back when we were kids, stockings were almost exclusively reserved for candy and, um, you know, the miniature aisle at like Target, like the travel aisle, it was just a bunch of that crap, like tiny nail files and like mm-hmm. tiny little bottles of nail polish and um, little hair scrunchies or whatever yeah. else. But uh, now as an adult, I get more exciting things like jewelry in there. So that's always very exciting. And isn't it, isn't it <laughs> coincidental that your very favorite memory or favorite thing about Christmas is a sock full of candy and toiletries? Yeah. You know, in like, Random. Back to that, like people enjoy receiving things that they can use. Tangent number two, I had a friend of mine call me and she said, I just, because of our last um, episode or two episodes ago when we were talking about pie and she, mm-hmm. she called me and she goes, I just want you to know Glenn's making two pies. And I was like, or three <laughs> pies. And I was like, babe, that's fine. That's fine. She's like, I didn't want you to be upset. I'm like, I'm not upset. You go ahead and make your pies. I'm just saying, don't offer me any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't shove it in my face. She's like, oh no, no, these three pies are for us. So I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> we're good. So I don't yeah. want I don't want our listeners to think that we're judging you because you like tchotchkes. If you like tchotchkes, great. No, great. No. If you have a teddy bear collection, I- fantastic. <laughs> This again goes back to our point, though, of gift gift experiences, not necessarily things, and that that is still true of things that evoke experience, and that doesn't mean that it can't be tangible things, but things that create those experiences. You know, you you talk about being Santa and playing Santa as far as the stockings go in my house, the tradition was always having at least one gift that said from Santa. Mm. Um, And I have a a really hilarious, slightly embarrassing story about that one. Back when I did still believe that Santa existed and was real, I think I was in, oh my gosh, I don't know, third, third grade, second grade. Anyway, I had gotten this really adorable stuffed cat 
from Santa. And I brought it to school one day for show and tell. Why they do show and tell around Christmas is beyond me. But it just was a recipe for disaster because, of course, I went up in front of all of my peers, which at the time were snot-nosed, bratty little children, and and told the entire class how excited I was that Santa had brought me this adorable white cat because he was my favorite and I had been asking for him for a long time. And then some kid yelled out, Santa's not real! Oh, wrecked my world after that. And I went home and I think did the usual, like every child does, you know, you lied to me. What else are you lying to me about? Kind of a thing <laughs> to my parents. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. But I mean, it still was an experience, right? Like until that terrible little child ruined my world, it was very exciting that Santa like had gotten my wish list and he knew what I wanted. And I was a really good kid that year. And I got that thing that I had been dreaming about. Yeah. And that's the magic behind it, right? Like that's, that's why playing Santa is so exciting and, and doing it uh, with a lot of intention because the magic of the whole situation is what is so fun. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. I, I have a, a similar story, which I, as a mother, I was on the flip side of this and I feel really bad about this myself. Um, But Sophia we went to Disneyland when she was four and we had a, a bad experience with meeting princesses. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, mama Bar- bear marched into city hall and I was crying and I was like, we paid for this experience and we didn't get to meet anybody. And, you know, of course, Ben and I having like zero money, we saved and saved and saved for this trip. And I was just like, this is the one thing we wanted to do. This is the one thing we splurged on and we didn't even get to meet a princess. Mm -hmm. And so Disney being Disney, like set up this private meeting with Cinderella. They're like, what's her favorite princess? And I just blurted out Cinderella. She's four. She doesn't care. Yeah. But my favorite, favorite. (laughs) (laughs) but my favorite princess at the time was Cinderella. And I was like, Cinderella. So they took us into Walt Disney's office and Cinderella was there. And Sophia gets all excited and they sit down on the carpet together and they're talking and there's a photograph person also known as a photographer Take, <laughs> taking, photograph people <laughs> whatever yeah taking pictures and I was so wrapped up in the in the moment that I didn't take any pictures I didn't even notice that the photographer was there but and then when we got home Disney had sent us uh, a framed photo of this experience mm-hmm. so it was like thank you Disney way yeah. to mic drop that situation yeah but um my uh, Cinderella, when they, she was talking to Sophia, she's like, oh my gosh, we look so similar because we both have blue eyes and blonde hair. And and Sophia looked at her and said, yeah, like, like sisters. And she goes, yeah, you're my sister. So until I want to say like fourth or fifth grade, Sophia would tell people that Cinderella was her sister. Oh my goodness, and that's adorable. I just sort of ran with it. You know, I wasn't like, no, listen, yeah. that was a... <laughs> The lady in a costume because I liked the magic behind Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And one day we were, I was um, doing resource, recess with the kids, um, whatever that person is called. Yeah. The mom helper recess person. Right. And <laughs> Sophia runs over to me and she goes, mom, you tell Sarah that I, that Cinderella is my sister. You tell her. Because oh, no. Sarah had told her she's a liar and Sophia thought for sure that she was, she, this was her truth. 
right? Yeah, absolutely. And now I have to tell my daughter in front of Sarah mm-hmm. that Cinderella is not her sister. And so I just went up, I just went along with it. I was like, yeah, she's her sister. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, I love, love it. it. This and is then- a true parenting moment. I absolutely <laughs> love it. <laughs> and then I, <laughs> I took Sophia aside and I was like, listen, I got to tell you, she's not your sister. Like not in the truth. And I didn't give birth to Cinderella. Yeah. You know, but she's your sister in the sense of that s- sisterhood. Right. right. God, that was a terrible experience. Don't lie to your kids, man. Oh my goodness. But you (laughs) were so awesome to at least roll with it in front of the other kids and then kind of pull her aside and have that like one-on-one mommy daughter talk. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's rough. (laughs) (laughs) It was really rough, but that goes back to the, you know, I I still want to bring this back to what we're talking about is that the experience and the magic around, uh, all of this. And that's what, what we, you and I like to give. And I, I believe that most people like to give people an experience. I think so too. I mean, that's, I think what we all strive for when we give gifts, at least those of us who really, truly enjoy giving gifts. I mean, that is the, the ultimate goal is to be able to have that, that, uh, kind of face light up moment where they are over the moon excited about what you got them. And yeah. uh, that's that's it in a nutshell. That's why we are certainly saying experiences are the perfect gift. So this mm-hmm. year, try and make it an experience. Yeah, for both you and the receiver, if possible. Yeah. <laughs> I will tell you that 50% of the gifts I'm giving my children this year have everything to do with me <laughs> and my own experiences. I, <laughs> I will own that. But usually I try to just concentrate on the person I'm gifting to. Yes. Yeah. And so our second thing on our to-do list or tips and tricks, how to be a good gift giver, I guess, Mm -hmm. is uh, to give you permission to give gift cards because they are not a thoughtless gift, despite what everyone tells you. 100%. Um, We're going to take just a moment to acknowledge that. Oh, that was a good sneeze. Bless you. We're going to take a moment here to acknowledge that I, uh, my daughter is being quarantined in the master bedroom of our house because it has a, it's easy to, to lock off from the rest of us. And that is where I normally record in my quiet closet where the door, the dogs have been shut out. I am now in my living room because of the quarantine and the dogs are not, they're being as good as they can be. But if we have some little doggy sounds, that's why I'm Mm -hmm. not going to edit them out this year. Good. Yeah. I'm just going to embrace the chaos. Good. I love it. Who doesn't like dog sounds anyway? <laughs> They're a little distracting when you're trying to record a podcast. But. That's true. But yeah. I, I mean, I know I've stayed up until two in the morning sometimes on Instagram slash TikTok just over dog sounds. So, you know. Oh, for sure. Oh, people it's... like listening to them. That's a yeah. thing. Okay, good. Welcome to the chaos. <laughs> <laughs> in regards to gift cards, I absolutely 100% love everything about the gift card other than the fact that they're made out of plastic, but everything else is absolutely perfect. I love shopping and I'm incredibly picky. So I love being able to buy my own things Mm -hmm. and I like to be able to spend it when I want it or you know what I mean? Like to be able to go out to a store and be like, Oh, I have a gift card. This is so great. Right. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm not particularly a shopper per se. Um, 
so know, you know, know your audience, know who you're giving the gift to. Um, gift cards are not a thoughtless gift for people who really enjoy shopping. Although I will say, it, not necessarily a gift card. I have a really fantastic memory of my Grammy who is in very like far Northern California. So I didn't get to see her Yay. as often when I was a, a little girl. And one of the things she gave me one year because I was finally up there during Christmas uh, was a shopping spree. And instead of getting me a gift and having something really wrapped under the Christmas tree, I'm sure she still gave me like wrapped chocolates or what are those little chocolate advent calendars or something like that. I'm sure I got something similar. Um, but we just spent the whole day shopping and it was it was a lot of fun because I hadn't had that experience yet with her and it was a good way to get to know her and she kind of got to know me on a deeper level and um, it was better than any of the other electric knives I got. Oh my God. <laughs> the many years prior. Yes. yes. I, I love that, that, that experience or that memory. <clears throat> it makes you feel so, well, at least it did for me when, when I would go back to school shopping with my mom, uh, it would just be the two of us. And I felt like an adult. It was, it was one of the first experiences in my life where I felt like a, a real adult because I got to, I got to pick out, you know, what I wanted to wear. And I remember the first time she bought me perfume and I thought, Oh my God, I've made it. Perfume. <laughs> I, yeah. I've made it. I've made it. I'm <laughs> an adult. It. All right. So number three on our, our little list is only buy things that the person you are shopping for would buy for themselves. <laughs> How coincidental that I just talked about not doing that. <laughs> now you might be thinking, thanks, Captain Obvious, but this happens far less than we'd assume. People tend to use gifts as jokes, encouragements for change, or something they want to enjoy or use, like a husband buying a wife a PlayStation, for example. <laughs> the way to avoid this is simply ask the person who you're shopping for what they want. This is where it can be complicated. People don't know what they want or they don't want to say because they think it's too much. You would think that this happens a lot more because of how obvious it is, but unfortunately it doesn't. However, some people are actually really good at this. Sonia, mm -hmm. what is your favorite gift? Do you have a favorite gift memory? My most favorite gift that I've ever received, uh, it was not actually a Christmas gift. It was a birthday gift and I was probably around 11 I don't remember who gave it to me, but it was a box of chocolates. I think specifically it was some sort of like gourmet fudge. The way that it was wrapped was really beautiful. I remember it being like I had to kind of unpeel it and it was this beautiful fudge inside. And then uh, a journal and a pen. Or the reason why it's still my favorite gift to this day is because I felt like it was the epitome of who I am. And the way that it was decorated, the way that it was wrapped, the way that it was presented to me. And I remember sitting down with the journal and drawing it or something, and I would reach over and grab a chocolate and take a little nibble. And I thought, this is the epitome of being an adult. For some reason, I felt very grown up at that moment. And it was the first time I think that I received something that wasn't in like Smurf wrapping paper or, you know what I mean? Like some sort of, <laughs> it was the first time that I, that somebody acknowledged me as, as a bigger a, a girl and not a baby or a, an adolescent. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. So I really, that's, that's probably one of my most favorite gifts um, that sticks in my mind. 
but I've had, I've been blessed with a lot of really amazing things. And my mom, for example, is a genius at getting me gifts that make me cry. I don't know how she does mm-hmm. it, but she does it almost every year. And all of the women in my family are really good at gift giving. And it, and it's not just giving the gift, it's the packaging, it's the bow, it's the the note card that's like yes. one of a kind note card, really thick paper. And it just, if the, the whole experience is an experience, it's not just here's a present with a sweater that I found on a discount table. You know, it's like, I thought about this. I put energy into this. I feel like I, I keep, I keep circling this drain, but it's this, it's just that that's, that's how I feel about gift giving is that it is not just throwing a gift at somebody, but it's this whole idea of the packaging and where they purchased it and what it means and why it reminds them of me or why they think that I would like it. Yeah. And, and that brings me to, to my point that I want to make sure to make that gifts can be perfect without being serious. I mean, the, the wrapping paper is fantastic and, mm-hmm. um, you know, some, something that's really, really thoughtful and kind of pulls at your heartstrings is amazing. And when you get that gift, you'll know it and nothing is better. But there are also gifts that are very, very perfect and create an experience without being serious. And I know my favorite gift, um, probably still to this day, was a pair of tongs, which most people would think, why the hell would you want tongs for Christmas? I didn't. They were not on my wish list whatsoever. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Did not mention tongs to anyone. But at the time, I was dating someone and I had recently been making a, a rib roast. Um, and long story short, I ended up using my bad tongs, the tongs that I had at the time, which were really crappy and didn't close all the way. I was using them to turn the rib roast and it ended up falling out of the tongs and the liquid lava beef fat splashed back up onto my chest. And I still to this day have a scar. It was a nice little second degree burn and had to go to the, to the ER for it. Um, so how appropriate was it that that Christmas I opened up this great box that looked like it was going to be very promising for something just magical from my boyfriend at the time, which, you know, we all kind of expect like jewelry or fun things, right? And it was a <laughs> pair of tongs. Oh, I love that. <laughs> it was so perfect. But I have to say that his family in general are just great at this kind of joke gift without it being a joke, but it's still very meaningful and appropriate. When we originally recorded this, it was Annie's birthday. And we're just going to say it's still Annie's birthday. So shout out to Annie. Happy birthday. We love you. Yes. (laughs) Everything about you, actually. Everything about you. She's one of our Nordstrom sisters. She is. That's right. But her family is just the best at this gift giving thing in, in general, but they are particularly very good at this joke gift. I think it was her, her sister-in-law that ended up buying one of the members of the family, a tissue box. <laughs> it was a cat and the Kleenex, the tissue actually came out of its butthole. It was like in one of the <laughs> yoga stretching positions. Yeah. Uh, it was just too perfect. I love that. And so if, if somebody gave me a tissue box like that, I would think, do you even fucking know who I am? Right. But, but it works. Not only does it work for that family, but it works in their, in their homes. Like I've, <laughs> 
obviously I've been to Annie's house and her house is beautifully decorated in the most fun, ironic way. The best way to describe Annie's little style and her decor is it's just so perfectly personal. And you would think, you know, when you hear personal, it would be almost mismatchy and stuff doesn't go together, but it, it just really fits. And it tells a story. Like as soon as you walk into her house, you feel like, you know, her a little better just based off of the stuff that's around her home. Yeah. And it, it does, it wouldn't work in any other circumstance. No, no, not. It's almost hard to get through her house because everything is a story. So you want to stop and look at everything. Yeah. And Almost every time she goes, oh, that was a joke gift from somebody. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's always some good story behind it. Yeah. If the people in my life gave me joke gifts like that, I'd totally be excited. But that's not how my family rolls. And I'm okay yeah. with that. I don't need them to, to, to change. I like how they are. But there, when we talk about Annie having uh, joke gifts, it's not like Spencer's Yes, no. right. It's right. <laughs> it's they're really- good. They are very good joke gifts and very personal, just like you know, we well had kind of touched out. on. Very yeah. well thought out. Yeah. yeah. They create an experience. That's right. All right. Number four, regifting. Dun dun dun. Mm-hmm. I feel conflicted by this. Questionable. Very uh, questionable. Regifting. Th- these I would like to preface this by saying these are my personal thoughts and I am not placing judgment on anyone. I think regifting is fantastic when you're passing down heirloom jewelry or uh, grandma's old, I don't know, cooking pot that you guys all used to make soup in or something that means something. Um, You've had your eye on it for years and finally great aunt Margaret is going to give it to you. Fantastic. I love it. My rule of thumb is Leave regifting for a spontaneous gift exchange and not for a major holiday. You don't want the person to unwrap your used whatever. <laughs> I don't. Really My know. mind immediately went to dirty things when you I said know. used. I knew I, what you meant, but already I'm just like. Did you anyway. hear me like pause because yeah. I knew it? I knew. Yeah. So what I mean is like if if you don't want something, go on. Go on. I think she's worried because I'm getting so emotional. Mm, yep. She's like a little emotional support dog. So she keeps yeah. wanting to jump on me or make sure I'm okay. Um, what we mean by regifting, of course, is if you get something that you hate in some white elephant gift exchange and you shove it into a closet with the intention that you're going to give it to your kid's teacher or something, you know, it's like, just don't just don't I, in my opinion, in my opinion, just don't it's, I, I, I just sort of feel like it's tacky. Yeah. I, I'm sure there's these experiences and I'm sure I'll hear about them where somebody's like, actually I regifted this thing and it was really a great hit. And I'm sure that's happened. Bravo. But for the most part, I think it's, I think it's a bit tacky. Yeah. In, in general, I would say it's, it's hard to, it's, it's hard to make that a home run. And and this is coming from two people who have admitted to being minimalists. We obviously like the idea of regifting and that it is a way of recycling and reusing and, and giving new life to uh, an object that otherwise would lose its place here in the world. Um, yeah. But, you know, on, on Christmas and on major holidays, if it's something that that person has seen in your house for years and years, and then all of a sudden they open it on that 
Christmas Day, they're going to feel like it was a thoughtless gift, like it was kind of a throwaway thing, you know, like you didn't have time to go out and shop or think about something else. And last minute on your way out the door, it was like, oh, yeah, that's right. They said they liked that at one point. We'll just do that. Oh, yeah. And heaven forbid you accidentally re-gift something that that person gave to you. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right? Definitely oh, don't do that. That would definitely be something that I would do because I have the, the worst memory. And I would, I would, I could totally see myself doing that. That would be awful. I mean, an awful experience. So please just don't. If you want to give your friend something because you think they're going to love it and you want to find a new home for your object that you're not going to use, give it away, give it to your person for mm-hmm. sure. Gift it just not on Christmas or a birthday or an anniversary. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes it just, um, I mean, sometimes you don't need to get anything at all. And I, I want to say that because our number five is taking the guilt out of giving a gift at all. Sometimes, you know, you don't need to, to give a gift or you don't need to give that much or too little or whatever it is. And, um, I know you have recently been struggling with the, did I get enough kind of question? Yeah. It's not recent. It's every year. Well, (laughs) (laughs) well, you've been recently discussing it with me. So I guess it's on my mind. Yeah. I mean, and I think that most people have this experience where, you spend a bunch of time and money going out and finding the perfect things for the your the people that you love. And you're so excited and you bring home bags and bags and bags of things and you go into your bedroom and you lay them all out, wrap them all up and put them into little piles of who gets what. And all of a sudden these piles are really small mm. and the stocking isn't quite full or this would look better if it had something going, you know, to go with, or you start to play this, this, game in your head that it doesn't look right, or it doesn't look like it's enough. And so I spend uh, at least every year, at least once I have asked myself, did I do enough? Did I get enough? And the answer of course is yes, leave it alone. Yeah, but it absolutely. Because then at what point is too much? I mean, I don't know. I, I really, I've never, it has not been my family tradition to walk in and see a lot of presents under the tree. I mean, ever since I was a little girl, we would get, I don't know, maybe three or four presents. And that was, that was Christmas. And it wasn't like, that was it, you know, this is all I got. It was just like, that was the norm. And so when my kids were being raised, we, they would get one or two presents and then it was done. We never had mounds and mounds and mounds of presents which is fine with me. I'm yeah. not upset about it, but I've never had the feeling like I went overboard. <laughs> I've never done that. I would like to someday. I would really love to do that someday. I am willing to go off on a limb here and say that you've probably done it and you just don't know it because some people, I mean, some people don't want anything at all, I guess. And so to them, what you've done is already too much oh, in their yeah, eyes. Already, right. Yeah. And And then it comes down to the question of, well, what is an even exchange? Like, do you need to know that person well enough to know that they're a big gift giver? So now you have to be a big gift giver to them in return. Yeah. I think that that's where the, a lot of the guilt comes in to play. You know, like I have, I have had this experience quite often in, especially in my adulthood where I'll give somebody something and they look at me like, oh shit, I didn't get you anything. 
And the the thing is, like, I didn't buy you this because I was expecting you to give me something back. I bought you this because I thought you would really appreciate it. Yeah, sometimes when you give somebody something, they'll look at you like, I didn't realize we were doing presents. Yeah. I didn't realize we were exchanging things. And Yeah. But then on the flip side of that, there's also, you know, those people that are like, really, this is all I got. You know, like <laughs> we went through, we went through all of this Christmas shit and all I got is this crappy t-shirt, that kind of look that you get. <laughs> I don't have those types of friends. <laughs> Good. Yes, for you. Those types of people don't uh, last long in my life because um, we're a feast or famine type of family and we're either having a good year or we're not. And that's, that's the, the glory and the curse of being an independent contractors. There's either yeah. work or there isn't. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, good for you. It still does not save you from the, at least like the, the work party. What is it? White elephant oh. gift giving exchange. Cause there's always one a-hole who's like not taking it seriously and not really putting in the work right. for the white elephant thing. Oh yeah. Oh, it's the worst. The yeah. worst. I hate white elephant. I have never had a good experience with white elephant. I refuse like at a temper tantrum level, refuse to participate in white elephants. Uh, my ex-husband's family did white elephant for a couple of years and there was one family member that would stop by the grocery store on there. Like we had like a $50 limit or something where you could really get something nice. And he would stop by the grocery store and pick up a four ninety nine Santa puzzle or some oh, God. BS like that and bring it, you know, half hazardly wrapped. And you're just like, you know what? You're not allowed to participate anymore. And everybody knew which present was his. And of course, nobody would pick it. It would be the last thing on the table because we all knew it was something stupid, like a puzzle. And, you know, other people are getting really nice things like a DVD box set of the office or something. You know what I mean? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Damn you. So I just refuse because that is that I guess you're right. That is the, the, the part in my life where it is, it was not enough. Yeah. I mean, you brought up The Office, which is perfect because they do a white elephant episode in there and we all know how much I love The the Office. Yeah. Yeah. But it it is that like that is the one time that I think it's okay for you to give that person the stink eye and kind of like, look, what what are you doing here, man? You know, we all signed this social contract. We agreed. Okay. We all unanimously agreed that we weren't going to be complete a-holes and buy a bath loofah with body gel. I, right. oh, I seem to remember that being a really common white elephant gift, especially uh, it was always employers. Like the worst smelling. Awful. Oh. Yes. Either it was their, their holiday line and you s- were smelling like a gingerbread man, or it was their like most obnoxious old lady smell that was just Terrible. floral and perfumey and like gag the back of your throat kind of smell. Yeah. Perfume's a tricky yeah. one. Really oh, tricky. Just don't don't buy it unless you know for certainty. Never guess with perfume. Don't just ever don't do it. Guess. Don't do it. No, nope. <laughs> not a good idea. We've both worked near the perfume counter for way too long. Long time. We, mm-hmm. we know what the returns look like. Oh yes, it is a oh yes failed gift unless somebody specifically says, "I want this perfume." Here's the gift that I'm looking for. 
Yeah. Don't do it. That should never be the guessing gift. I, unless you have a, a name and a scent from that that brand, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> do not do it. No. All right. So um, number six on our chart here is give to charity. Today happens to be hashtag giving Tuesday, which I didn't know was a thing. I did not I didn't know either. Yeah, I didn't get the memo, but it's apparently a tradition that started in 2012 to encourage people to give during this time of year. So uh, hashtag giving Tuesday. That's- nice. I like this idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, giving Tuesday. That's the... Yeah. That's the weekend here. I can't say that I like it as much as Taco Tuesday, but if you were to give me tacos, we could <laughs> merge these babies together. They just you know make what? one done. fantastic baby Tuesday baby of giving tacos. Yeah, done. Yeah. Next Tuesday when I see you in person, there'll be tacos. Oh sure. my God. Thank you. <laughs> of course. Of course. So um, with giving to charity, with, the, with that in mind, I have a couple of clients who have some great... Christmas traditions around this. They don't actually give each other gifts. They all put in as much money as they can into a pot. And then they decide as a group where they want the money to go. And I, I think that that's fantastic because at some point you have everything you need and whatever you want, you just go out and buy. Yeah. Adults don't normally wait until Christmas for things, which is why it's so hard to shop for adults because they, yeah, they already have it. They already went out and got it. Right. So this uh, specific family, they have what they need, they have what they want. And so they uh, contribute to a different charity every year. And I, I think that's a fantastic idea. I have another um, client who their family adopts a family every year. And this is another fantastic idea. Instead of the family giving each other gifts, they take an adopted family member and buy that person gifts instead so that the whole family is taken care of. And I can speak to this personally because this actually happened to us the first year that, uh, the first Christmas after my ex-husband left, we were in a pretty dark place uh, financially and emotionally. And I don't know how I got onto this list. I definitely didn't sign up for it. I still to this day have no idea how this happened, but uh, we were adopted. And I have got to tell you from personal experience that when you, when, when a, a load of presents shows up on your doorstep, when you think this is going to be an empty Christmas and it turns out to be a very full Christmas, it is the most fantastic feeling. I can't even begin to explain how blessed I felt when I opened up the door and in fact, they were actually delivered to my work and I made some stupid joke like, Oh, are these for me? And the front desk woman said, yeah, actually they are. And I was like, yeah, right. She goes, no, they are. They really are. And I looked down and there was a stocking for each of us and there was a gift for each of us. And I just started crying right then and there in front of my clients and everybody. And I just, I just couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. And if you have the opportunity to adopt a family, this would be the year to do it because there are people who are really, really hurting. And I think if you have everything you need and you still have some extra change, adopt somebody (laughs) (laughs) because it's really a fantastic feeling. 
So special. I absolutely love that idea. I think I will be trying to do something very similar. I always try to at least give um, whenever there's kind of programs in place. And, you know, usually there's somebody at your office or at whatever employer that's kind of plugged into the charity um, movement and and has the the kind of how-tos on how to do it. And I know um, even when I was working at the hospital, that was something I took advantage of uh, for buying gifts for kids. And yeah. it's such an, a nice feeling for, for both of you. I mean, it's um, your personal experience just touches my heart so much. And I just yeah. love how special that is. It was, it was really special. And it's, it's one of the things that uh, I don't think that any of us are ever going to forget at all. It was definitely a life-changing moment for sure. Yeah. Well, I guess, you know, to continue off of that, we can jump right into our number seven and that's, it's okay not to buy anything. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, even if you go the route of charity, maybe you do that instead of buying gifts for other people. Or if you are in the, on the other side of the receiving end of that charity, it's very, very okay to not buy gifts. It has been a rough year. There are a lot of us who are not in a financial position where that's a reality and it's okay to, to not buy this year. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for <laughs> if people don't understand that they, they might need just a little, a little come to Jesus. slap. Okay. <laughs> Come to Jesus. That's what you were going to say. I got you. All it's right. A little talking to as my, uh, <laughs> my family would say, you need a little talking to. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, this is the year you guys that obviously it is okay. It's, it's okay every year, but this is the year where if you don't buy anything, if you just show up, you've done it. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to go as far as to say that if you just reach out and say, I need to stay in bed this year and just hide and self-care. I'm, I'm pro that as well. Like whatever you need to make it work this year, mm-hmm. that's what you should be doing. And you know, we support I, I, you. I don't use the word should lightly, but yeah, this is the year where the only thing you should be doing is taking care of yourself and your mental health and your physical body. <laughs> that's, yeah. Yeah. That's 2020 in a nutshell. <laughs> Yes. Yes. But before we got here, it seemed like, you know, there's always the guilt around buying people gifts. So, you know, we just want to, we don't want to use 2020 and this whole year as a crutch because I I would like to argue that not buying gifts is okay every year. I, I mean, it's so appropriate this year and we clearly have a very obvious reason for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like we get guilted into buying gifts earlier and earlier, um, not just in the year, but at, as an age, you know, before we're even adulting, so to say, it seems oh, like yeah. buying gifts is this expectation don't you think? I, oh, yeah. I don't know. When did you, when did you have to start buying gifts for people? Do you have a memory of? I don't. Like, I don't remember having to. I don't remember ever feeling like it was a expectation. I remember being excited about the first time I could buy gifts because, again, it was. I, I people joke. My family jokes with me all the time about how I was born an adult, and adulting has always been something like a goal for me. 
-hmm. although I'm not sure that I'll ever reach it. I I don't know what it like. That's why we have this podcast, right? It's because I don't know what an adult is and I'm trying to desperately reach this magical place. Um, so buying gifts for other people felt very adult to me and it was something I wanted to do. Uh, but I don't remember what age that was. It was definitely late high school, college, but I will tell you that, um, my son recently, this was the first year that I gave my children a list from me. Mm-hmm, like a wish list. A wish list because yeah. um, they're, they both have jobs and they're both old enough to start thinking of others. And I really do believe that there is an art to gift giving. And I wanted to start teaching them what that looked like in my opinion. Uh, my son sat me down a couple days ago and said, um, I'm really worried about budgeting this into my savings account. You know, like I, I don't want to tap into my savings account to pay for Christmas. And I feel like it'll, for what I want to buy for everybody, it'll be too big of a dig. And I said, mm-hmm. well, then don't do it because you know, you all know that I would prefer to just sit around and watch movies and eat good food than to stress people out with gift giving. Yeah. Uh, what I realized after talking to him was that his list was like 20 people long. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like your girlfriend's mother's boyfriend doesn't need anything from you. (laughs) Seriously though. But he he literally had his girlfriend's mother's boyfriend on the list. And he's like, well, what if they get me something? I don't want them to feel like there wasn't this even exchange. And I just had a conversation with them about exactly what we're talking about right now, that it's, it doesn't have to do with that. And they're, they're going to understand that you're 17 years old. The most important person for him to buy a gift for, in my opinion, at the age of 17 is his girlfriend. Oh, I thought you were going to say his mother. And I was going to be mother. like, go you, Sonia. Yeah, his mother needs things <laughs> from him. No, yes, I, I need pre- – gimme, gimme, gimme presents. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I'm the priority here. Um, no, no, you're right. The the girlfriend. The I mean, girlfriend. seventeen. That's seventeen. That's, that's the age, right? Yeah. And it's all about that new relationship, and and in a way, becoming an adult in your own your own adult relationships. Now you have somebody else in your life that's important, and you're learning how to share and how to kind of share yourself. The point is, is that I told my son, please cut this list down. Either don't buy anybody anything, or just buy your girlfriend something. I'm so glad that you're teaching him this lesson early. I mean, obviously we have it on our list, so it's important because if we say it's important, it's important. Right. Um, But uh, it does seem like the guilt to buy people things starts early. I know I, I certainly had something very similar, um, but uh, where I was going with this is sometimes the guilt to buy things overpowers the, sincerity of the gift itself. Uh, and we just start buying crap to buy crap. And in, in your son's situation, it would most likely be like a really awful dollar store item, right? Like there's always that one person in your life that probably doesn't have the financial means to be buying gifts, but they still feel obligated to give you something. So they go buy something really small or unnecessary and certainly not very thoughtful because they just need to be able to say they handed you something. Right. And right. that's really where I would like to encourage people to just 
have the freedom to not buy gifts because even if it is just a dollar store item, if you're buying one item for what do you say, 20 people on his list, yeah, that's $20 for someone who probably could have used it better in other ways. Yeah, he's 17. Yeah, exactly. 17. So we I'm glad we had the conversation. I'm glad he felt comfortable coming to me and talking to me about it. I feel like there's a delicate balance between teaching him to give and to be um, free with his money and not mm-hmm. a Scrooge, but also be super responsible with it. There's a very yeah. fine line where, where you can fall into Scrooge or overindulging really easily. Sure. And he, I hope that I've led him in the right direction. <laughs> it sounds like you have. And I, I hope that he just you know, gets that message that we're trying to tell everyone else and that it only really give the gifts that are, are worth giving. Um, mm-hmm. Because some people just give gifts because it's expected and that can sometimes re- lead to really, really horrible gifts. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. What's the really, worst? really bad gifts. What's the worst gift you've ever received? Oh, but the one that sticks out the most in my head is uh, – one I got when I was a kid, probably like a young teen. I do not remember what age I was. Um, I seem to remember getting a lot of those like suitcases of makeup around mm-hmm. that age just to kind of paint a picture of where I was at, which I-, I was never really fantastically girly, but I was at least into the things that you're supposed to be into, I guess, at that age. And one year, one of my aunts uh, ended up buying me a video cassette, like a videotape set of, I don't know, the best way to describe it is like an encyclopedia. It was like some knockoff National Geographic company that had put together these info, you know, those awful videos that you watched in high school because your science teacher just couldn't lecture that day. Yes. That is, that's what I got. I got it. I got an entire set of those. Oh, I love it. How many hours did you spend watching this? Oh my God, none. Zero <laughs> hours. I don't even know that it was, I don't even know if we could put it in the minutes. I think I probably put one in because my mom said, let's check it out or something. And it I, the, the channel was changed within minutes, I'm sure. I don't even know what became of those things. My mom was probably equally frustrated because now they needed to take up space in the garage rafters or something. I don't know. Right. right. Exactly. That's, that's the epitome of gifting to, to improve somebody. Right? Yes. 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 Here you are, this, this spongy, malleable brain, and I'm going to give you all of these good, good learning tools. Yes, exactly. Oh, mm-hmm. that's terrible. The worst gift that I ever received was um, used lingerie from a uh, secondhand. Uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the best part of that is that I was if I, if memory serves me correctly, I was around eight years old. What? Yeah. My, what do you need use? What do you need lingerie for at all at eight years old? I don't know. My, (laughs) my, my father's mother, um, and I did not have a close relationship. So I don't know what she was thinking. I really don't. And I never bothered to ask her. I just, what I remember about receiving that gift was the look on my father's face. And I just sort of, I looked at him and he just shook his head and said, I don't know. 
I don't know. And I, if I, wow. Yeah. If I remember correctly, I got lingerie from the Goodwill and my sister received either Kleenex or toilet paper. No. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. And I mean, the best part about that present was watching my father just shake his head. Yeah. I, but he has <laughs> no words, I would imagine at that point. No words, no words, but she didn't buy us things often. Uh, so it wasn't an annual thing. I don't know why that was the year that we got something from her, but it was, and it will stick in my head as now it's funny at the time I was really upset about it, but it's definitely well, sure. Fun. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, that sounds like something that you talk to your therapist about on the couch <laughs> oh, when I was eight years old. <laughs> yeah. I got this used lingerie. Yeah. I'm sure that she had good intentions, yada, yada, but I just never really understood it. I, well, Sonia, I think you win the worst gift story for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you win. Number eight. Now that we have given everyone permission to not buy anything, is it okay to not want anything? Third percent. Yes, yes, yes. I don't know. Can I say yes more? Please. It's, it's totally okay. And I, you know, short of what I mentioned earlier, which we don't need to say again, I really don't need anything. If honestly, more than gifts or lists or anything else, I am just so excited to see you in person and all of my other people. I'm just, I'm looking forward to the experience. Oh my God, me too. I cannot (laughs) wait to see you. I, I hope that we can safely hug each other because I could really use a hug right now. All I want for Christmas this year yeah. is a hug. Yes, please. What um, what movie was it? Naked oh, Gun. Yeah. I'm not even sure which Naked Gun. Or can we just the human size condoms? Can we put one of those on? So constricting. Yes. Whatever we need to do to yeah. safely hug each other is what I want to do for Christmas this year. Um, I, I was thinking about that yes. as far as the new the 2020 holiday song has got to be something like, "Do you have toilet paper?" And we hug each other. <laughs> yes. Things. Yes. Yeah, we can make it up ourselves. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I am going to second that. Yes, yes, yes. And just say, absolutely, it's okay not to want anything. And my public service announcement would be, listen to the person who says that. If somebody's saying, I don't want anything this year, then don't get them anything in my opinion, right? There's, I I've tried for years to tell my family, don't buy me anything. I've got everything I need. I don't need anything. I don't want to stress you out with money. Let's just be together and celebrate the holidays. And every year I get presents. And I'm, I realize as I'm saying that I realize how bitchy that sounds. It's not meant to be that way. And I think that's why people are so afraid to say, please don't buy me anything because they don't want to sound like an asshole. Yeah. yeah but the reality yeah, is that I'm really, really, really picky for one. For two, I'm a minimalist. So I have everything I want and everything that I need. And if I don't, I'll let you know specifically what I want. I think it's okay to ask for what you want specifically. I think that's another thing that that kind of makes mm-hmm. Christmas stressful is that we're, we're supposed to want something, but we're not supposed to ask because we might sound greedy or materialistic. So we're just supposed to assume, yeah. like there's a lot of assumptions happening around Christmas, which is really, mm-hmm. 
A lot, and a lot guilt, of guilt. A lot of guilt. Yeah. And so then that stresses out people who are trying to buy you something because they're now put in the position where they have to assume what you want because you've said, I don't really, I don't need it. If somebody if, right. in my life, if somebody says, don't buy me anything, I don't buy them anything. And if they say, that's it. And if I that's want it. to buy them something, I say, what would you like? And I expect from that person a detailed list. You can give me a list of two or three things. Mm -hmm. I'll pick one. It's still a surprise, but at least you're getting what you want. I don't have to go on some sort of self-discovery journey for you. And everybody's happy, in my opinion. Now, does that win, 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 win. Does that take the magic out of it? Right. I don't personally think so because you're still getting something beautifully wrapped under the tree mm -hmm. or nothing at all. Or nothing at all that's because that's for. what you and, asked for. And I, I just, I think that the point to these two episodes, these sister episodes, if I was going to do a one minute elevator pitch, it would be, let's take the stress and chaos out of gift giving. Here, here, because it's 2020 and ain't nobody, ain't nobody got time, got for, time that. for that any year, but especially this year especially this year. Year. It, well you know this year yeah. people might have more time because there's nothing else to do but the point <laughs> well, of this year is yeah. that we have an excuse to redo our traditions we have a perfect mm -hmm. start fresh button and if that start for if, if there's something going on in your holiday traditions where you're like god if i have to do this one more time cut it out and make this year the first year that that 2020 yeah. is your excuse for not participating in that white elephant gift exchange or whatever the hell you're doing that makes you insane. And then don't ever go back to it. Like make that your new tradition. Mm -hmm. And if you don't want something under the tree for yourself, just make that clear. And if somebody makes that clear, respect that. Please, mic drop. <laughs> I yeah. almost made it through a whole episode without getting on a soapbox. We're going to shut this down by first giving out, uh, giving a shout out to a fantastic podcast called Mysteries Histories. And it is, it's one of my favorite new podcasts. It's not actually new. They have like 33 episodes, but it's new to me and it's a brother sister team. They talk about, they don't just talk about paranormal and true crime, which are my two favorite subjects. They talk about history which is my number one favorite subject and they talk about it in a way that's very factual but also very fun the way that they talk about things is is really refreshing how about that so you can find them yeah everywhere they have mysteries histories uh, i believe is their uh, website histories mysteries podcast on instagram and uh, I would absolutely give them a moment of your time because they're fantastic. The other yes. or last announcement that we have today is that our merch site is up and running. It's there. It's official. You can, it's buy, there. Stuff you can buy stuff right cool now. Stuff. And it's very fun. We've spent a lot of time on this uh, shop trying to make it as cute and fun and reasonable as possible. So make sure you check it out. You can go to letsadultpod.com, hit the merch button. Everything will be right there. You just shop straight from our, our website. Go check out the cool stuff that uh, we've put together, most of which is Sonia. So we have to give her the credit for that because I have been 
just elbows deep in finishing up this semester of grad school. So thank you so much to Sonia for making that a reality and a possibility. Um, But I will do my part and make sure that when you click the merch button, yes, it will be there. And it's really, it's really fun. It's really fun. I have several people in my life who have helped you with graphics. Um, I, I am not, I wish I was good at this. I don't know how to use a computer very well. So I reached out to, my artistic friends and they are the ones that came up with the graphics and whatnot. So it was a, it was definitely a a team build here and I appreciate everybody for pitching in where they could to make this fantastic by shopping in our little store. You're helping us to offset the costs of this podcast. So we really, really appreciate that. If you go to our store and you don't find anything that you like, send us a message so that we can make something that you like. Cause we want to be able to, Give everybody a chance to wear our merchandise. Um, Or you can go onto our Patreon page and donate to us there if you don't want to purchase anything in our merch shop. And that will also help to offset the cost of this podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Look for this and other episodes on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. Visit letsadultpod.com now for more information on episodes, how to support us, and where to follow us. And don't forget to rate, like, subscribe, comment, and share so we can continue to ask the question, are we adulting adulting yet?